This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the show. Uh, We've talked about him thousands of times on the show we wanted him hired well we might have gotten him hired we're not going to take full credit for it but but you know we did say hire preston mattingly and then he got hired now he's an assistant general manager player development like moving on up preston thank you so much for taking the time man no it's an honor to be on obviously listen to you guys a lot and uh yeah just my pleasure to be here well, sorry in advance for listening to us a lot. You know, we, we lead you down a lot of wrong paths. Um, but, but I will say, I mean, you, Brian Barber on the podcast. I mean, it's been a, it's certainly been an off season. So um, I, I just, I have some nerd out questions at the look end at that I will smile. get to. I mean, look at Jack's oh. smile. He's like beaming right now. It's a big day. It's a big day. Uh, but there's a lot to get into. And um just really, really, really appreciate you taking a couple of time or a couple of minutes out of your busy, busy day to join us. Yeah, Preston, yeah really, it's going to be awesome. We really appreciate it. Let's let's dive in. And I want to start. I want to go back first before we dive into to the Phillies and your time now. Uh, for those who might be like, oh, Mattingly, that sounds familiar. Uh, Don Mattingly's son, <laughs> Donnie Baseball. So just going back and starting, you know, someone who's literally spent their whole life around baseball. What was it like to, to A, you know, grow up as Donnie Baseball as your dad and, and also just to grow up, you know, literally at the stadium around the game like that? You know, in the moment, you probably don't appreciate it. But I think as I got older, I kind of, you know, realized like some of the things I was exposed to at a very young age. You look back and it's like, man, that was that was really cool. You know, like Yogi Berra staying at my house and you know, <laughs> getting to be in the clubhouse and, you know, Yankee Stadium and go to all-star games. It's just like you took that for granted probably as a kid, but now looking back, it's like, man, what a special, you know, time that was. And honestly, my dad's been great. You know, he, he's, he doesn't push me to do anything. He lets me kind of be myself, be my own person. And, and it's been great to kind of grow up that way without any pressure with him, you know, putting on myself. Yeah. And, and I don't think people realize how great a player your dad was. I mean, 307 career hitter. If the back didn't get hurt, I, I've believed my whole life that he'd be a hall of famer. Um, I, he was, he was an awesome player, a nine-time Gold Glover. Um, but uh, with that in mind, the the experience you had as a kid, being around the game and all that, and you know, segueing to to playing, you were a player as well, a, a first-round draft pick by the Dodgers, played in the minor leagues. Um, I want to get back to to the growing up, but but in terms of being a player and and uh, playing in the minors and then not making it, how did that experience kind of set you up? for player development were there things you noticed at the time when you were playing that you could kind of pinpoint oh you know that's important for young kids or this or that like were there things then that that kind of transferred over to what you do now i think you always take from your experiences right i mean like you the things that happened to you whether it's the way i was as a hitter or the way i was treated by by the admin staff there but honestly like it's not necessarily baseball i think that's impacted me the most in player development honestly my time at lamar playing basketball 
I got like, you know, I was obviously a little bit older at the time and, and going back to being around 18, 19 year old kids and seeing like what makes them tick, what makes them, what motivates them to be what they, you know, to reach their goals. And I think that really helped me as, as much as my playing days in the minor leagues as well. And do you now, think your experience, one more on that, do you think your experience uh, as a kid growing up around the game helped with, with it as well? Do you think it's something that you kind of saw from an early age and, and was almost ingrained in you? Uh, possibly. I think like you get exposed to people, right? You get exposed to different people you get to have conversations with and it allowed me to ask questions and, and learn the game through their eyes, through, you know, different people and that have had lots of experience throughout their years. Now, no consideration to ever growing a mustache like Donnie Baseball. You said, you said, I don't know if I can pull that off or what? No, you know, I've never done it. Uh, I don't love the look, honestly. I give my dad a lot of crap about it. But I did do it one time, uh, one time as a, when I dressed up for Halloween, I did it and took a photo. And I, that photo, I don't really like it out there much, but I tried. And you know, he, he gave me some crap back and said, hey, I was growing that mustache at about age 12. So he said, you need to keep working. I mean, it yeah. was like a full-on handlebar back in the day. Your dad rocked it, man. Yeah, it was it was a legit one. He had the '80s look down. <laughs> yeah, him and Tom Selleck, man. Yeah, <laughs> king to the '80s. Uh, all right, so you come over from the Padres, um, and uh, obviously, it's very, very exciting. You know, all the word was how you were a fast riser and, and was viewed as like a the uh, a rising star in the industry. Um, what would you say the biggest growth? has happened since you've now kind of taken over and, and, and ran with player development since, since you started? I mean, just probably managing people, honestly, you know, you know, I was doing a lot of things in San Diego and, you know, you, you don't really understand like how big of a challenge and task that is, you know, obviously in player development, a ginormous department, it's, you know, 150 plus you're dealing with, you know, other departments as well. So I think managing people was probably the biggest thing that I'm not saying I, was bad at it but i think you always can evolve you always can get better and i think just just to understand like every person you're dealing with has a family has a, has a something going on in their life and just to you don't take that for granted when you're dealing with people and how do you feel you know infrastructure wise you know coming over really kind of you know laying your putting your fingerprints on the, the player development side like where do you kind of feel like it is at this point yeah i feel really good I mean, obviously you're always trying to get better um it's really you know, great in the organization. We've added a lot of resources. We built a pitching lab in Clearwater. Uh, we've added, you know, biomechanists. We've, we have multiple pitching coaches, upper level, lower level. I think like the one great thing about the Phillies and, and is we have the resources and we, we invest them in our players. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the pitching lab and everything oh that's happening God. down he's in Clearwater. Me again. He's oh, me listen, again. You said pitching lab and it was over for me personally. Um, so, yeah, Clearwater, that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, you talked a lot about protecting the standard. What is the standard to you? Yeah, I think it's uh, like how we conduct ourselves. Honestly, it's, it's four things that take no talent. We talk to our players all the time. Uh, respect, how we compete, how we play. And I think it just goes to like how we do things on a daily basis. And, and we hold our players to that. I think this, this is a championship organization. Um, and it's always been that. And I think we had to get back to that to like, we have standards in this organization and we're not going to accept anything but the best because that's what we want to be. You know, we want to build something that's sustainable for years to come. And I think to do that, our players had to understand that it comes with expectations and, and how we do all the things I just mentioned. You talked about before the importance of the people you're around and learning from them. I mean, you're obviously under one of the great 
uh, you know, yeah. he's president of baseball. baseball. It's one of the great front office men of in the history of the game. I mean, Dave Dombrowski will, will go in the Hall of Fame someday. He's won uh, multiple World Series, multiple organizations, been there with with four different teams. What has it been like working under Dave? And, and you know, what kind of things have you learned from Dave that have, that have kind of helped progress you in your career? Yeah, Dave's tremendous, right? But it, it's not just Dave. It's Dave, Dave Dombrowski. It's Sam Fold. It's Ani Colombi. It's it's Jorge Valandia. It's Ned Wright. It's a it's a group of people. But Dave specifically, I've learned a lot just watching how he conducts himself and how he treats people and how he you know conducts meetings and how he just the way he sets up his day. Honestly, everything I could sit there and watch him for hours. Um, but he's been tremendous for me. He's let me do my job, let our staff work, and I think it, it's been been tremendous to work for him. You've been around a lot of really smart people in your time. I mean, Andrew Friedman, uh, a lot of smart people in that Padres organization. Do you try and like take certain things from people that you see? Do you see like, oh, wow, Andrew Friedman's really good at this. I like that. But, you know, Dave does this thing differently. And I like that a lot. And do you, Is that kind of do you try and take things and meld them into your own style? Or do you kind of uh, get a blueprint and, and try to follow the thing that just works? Yeah, I think you're always taking from everyone, you know, whether it's, you know, Andrew, when my dad was managing out there, AJ Preller in San Diego, the way he did things, then Dave and, and who I'm with now. It's, it's But it's not just the baseball side. Like, you know, the, the basketball coach I had in college, Tick Price, I learned a lot from him. My high school coaches, like my mom, honestly, whatever thing she's been through, like you take from everyone and you're always trying to grow. You're trying to get better. You know, we were really fortunate as an organization, myself, Sam and a few other people to go you know, go down to Alabama and we got to talk to Nick Saban for 45 minutes about just development and players. And we went to Clemson and we went to Kentucky and we did a bunch of different things, which was really special to get to grow and not just grow as a person myself, but help grow our organization. So um, obviously we love the Phillies, right? But I've often said that the, the my favorite team in the organization was the Clearwater Threshers, who uh, was nicknamed Pressureville. Um, and you also said that you know they were the most important draft class, you know, uh, for the like in this organization, I guess. Um, why do you believe that draft class was was so important for kind of instilling the, the Phillies way? Yeah, I think, you know, number one, the Clearwater team was tremendous, right? But I think I said that when I spoke to the guys when we drafted them uh, the year prior. And I said that because it was the first, you know, draft class that myself, Brian Barber, had been working together and just to, to establish that standard and what we're going to be about as an organization. That's what we talked to them about, how important they were. When they came into off-season workout programs for six weeks, it's their job to help bring the next group along and be the leaders of the organization and then just push it forward and get back to the championship organization that we are. And I think just specifically the Clearwater team, honestly, Jack, I mean, like, I think that team would have won hundred games if I would have kept them together. It was a special, wow. special group, um, you know, just starting from like Justin Crawford and, and nobody even really talks about this guy a lot, but Brian Rincon and just Orion Kirkering. And like, we had a bunch of guys that were just really good players. And they, the, the cool part about it was they played together as a team. They took on their manager's identity, Marty Malloy, who's really tough, but he, you know, he loves to, you know, loves the guys to play hard and, and, and win. And I think they took after him and it was it was from second one. It was like they were selfless. They were all about, you know, the team and getting better and trying to win as an organization. And it was really fun to watch. Yeah. And obviously you're looking to instill that in a new draft class. I mean, do you feel confident that this is going to be something that you're just going to have and, and instill and get these guys to, to buy in from day one? Yeah, we I think as an organization, we feel very confident. I think like you know, we, we provide these guys with a lot of things and resources, but with that comes expectations. And I think the players are, it's they're, they hear it loud and clear when they sign that 
it's going to be the standard's going to be the way it is. And if they can't live to that, they just won't be in our organization. And I think, you know, Brian Barber and his staff does such a great job of getting high character guys who love to play and work and want to get better. So I think it really fits that. Speaking of Brian Barber, uh, this is a question I asked him when we had him on, and I think you mentioned Justin Crawford. Um, I feel like the last few years we've seen a really uh, – and look, you're always going to see – and you're one of them, right? Uh, 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 you played your, – your father played in the, in the game. But I feel like we've seen a, a influx of really high-end um, – you know, prodigy of, of players, you know, kids like Vlad and, and, and Bichette out there and you know Crawford and the system. And I, I just feel like there've been a, a real, I mean, uh, Matt holiday as two of the, you know, both his kids are, are top 10 prospects, whatever, number one, all that stuff. What is it about, about uh, like growing up with a father who played the game? Obviously there's the genetics part about that. I get that, but is there something other advantage? Like I always thought with like Steph Curry or whatever, you know, growing up around the game, being in those arenas, you're just like desensitized to it almost, right? You're like, it doesn't feel as big or as scary or whatever, maybe naturally. I don't know. I always, I'm fascinated by this idea of, of kids who, whose parents played and then follow and can, can in some cases, you know, uh, uh, improve on it. Um, what do you think it is outside of just the genetics? I think they're exposed to high level training and coaching, right? I think a lot of kids at that young age don't get to work with, let's just take, you know, the holidays, Matt Holiday. Right, or don't get exposed to like, yeah, <laughs> you know, the routines that Matt knows and, and then in, instill those into his into his boys. And you know, I think, yeah, you're exposed to a lot of things, you're being able to be around the yard, you're being able to talk to older players and just, yeah, get exposed to high level coaching at a young age. What's it been like? Uh, what's it been like working with our, our, our guy, Brian? I mean, you're both our guys, you know what I mean? But but now, you know, you two have joined forces. What's it been like working with uh, Brian Barber so far? Yeah, Brian's one of my really close friends. I, I love Brian, and I, it's been tremendous. You know, obviously, we both had a vision when, when we came over and worked together that, like, we needed to bridge the gap between PD and scouting. And we've done we've done a lot of work to try and do that. We have guys that, that work on both sides, both the player development side and scouting, to help bridge that. And, like, we've really, you know, worked together. And it's like, it, you know, having an organization like this, it, to be successful, you have to be on the same page. You know, I think the one thing that that nobody really understands and – what happens when things start to go bad is you get a, you get a scouting director and player development who are on the same side. So you draft the players and the player development complains about the players they get. Right. And then vice versa, right. You draft good players and player development screwed up my players. So I think getting on the same page to understand like, Hey, what these players need to do to get better when you draft them, I think is really important and impactful to speeding up their development. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, uh, and uh, I, was thinking, I was thinking, you know, you know it's I feel like the organization is really uh, healthy right now, which is it's it's a good spot to be in, especially with you and 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 Brian kind of leading the charge down there. Where, what's next? Like like where do you kind of envision this department, you know, in, in the next five years, and, and how this thing is going to continue to grow and, and continue to churn out talent? Yeah, I, I think when in the interview process and talking with Brian throughout, it's like I wanted to be the team that like. You know, I always say, like, build the bully, right? Like, you know, you, you get these players and you, you get all these guys into your system and you just 
you look up and you're, you have multiple guys coming every single year for the organization. So I think, you know, as we continue to, you know, obviously Brian's hasn't had a ton of time yet. He was here in the COVID draft in 2020, only had five picks. And then he's really only had a couple draft classes. And, you know, obviously we've given up some picks to sign quality free agents. And, and I think, you know, as Brian continues to get more, you know, picks and get more guys into the system, we're going to continue to get high end talent and develop those guys into being championship players and, and be impactful players. I think the one thing you've seen about Brian is he's going to take the best player and he's going to take guys with big tools and big talent. And I love that. They give me those guys in our system and we'll get them better. Yeah. Preston, we, we don't have to tell you, yeah, you know, you haven't been in Philly that long, but I'm sure, you know, the history of, of drafting and developing with the Philadelphia Phillies has always been the bugaboo. I mean, there's a reason we're the losingest franchise in the history of the sport. You know, we've really struggled with that. And I know for me and Jack, this is by far, the best we've ever felt about about that about that portion of the Phillies and the future of that and what you guys have done in a couple of years here. So I know we speak for all Phillies fans when we say like, thank you, man, because this is something that has really been a long road for us to feel good about this. So thank you. Uh, now, uh, after thanking you, I'm going to apologize uh, because I'm about to let Jack just nerd out with you. So I'm very sorry in advance, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, there's some, there's some players I would like to ask about. Let's go. All right. Aiden Miller. Drafted him last year. Big tools. Uh, I was so, like, so happy they drafted him. Um, what can you tell us? What have you seen so far from Aiden Miller? Yeah, obviously, Aiden actually lives like 10 minutes down the road from me. So when we drafted him, it was really cool. And I knew he would beat all of our camps in the offseason and be around the complex, you know, 24-7. But Aiden, obviously, you know, he's a big physical kid. Um, he's, you know, he's huge power, uh, you know, he's going to play in the middle of the field early on. I think he's a chance he stays at shortstop, but if not, obviously third base type body. Um, but I think it's going to be a power bat and it's tremendous makeup. It's tremendous work ethic. The kid's special and he has big tools and I, I can't wait to, you know, keep working with him for years to come. Perfect answer. No, Perfect. And honestly, you know, we were shocked. We, he got to us, you know, I think. It was ridiculous. So is Jack. He couldn't. It's stop a top fifteen player it. in the draft. If he doesn't break his handmade bone, he's he's a lock top fifteen player. Like uh, some of the organizations need to grow up. Um, <laughs> all right, Abel and McGarry. Like you know, kind of up down. Um, got the AAA. You know, kind of seemed like he took a step back. What do you see from from Abel and McGarry this year, and um, what are you kind of expecting going forward? Yeah, I think people honestly were a little hard on Mick. You know, I think he threw 100, I think it was 113 innings this year. That's multiple years, over 100 plus innings. Um, you know, I think people forget that he's drafted in the COVID year, didn't pitch high school baseball. His first year in the pro ball, he threw, I think, 40 innings and had a little bit of a shoulder mechanical flare up where he didn't get a pitch much. So last year, two years ago now, it would, it would have been his first really full year. He threw 100 plus innings. This year, he, he followed that up, took the ball wire to wire. We saw the stuff actually get better. I think, you know, some of the command stuff that he dealt with, you know, was obviously some strength-related stuff that once he gets stronger, we think that'll clean up. And honestly, you know, pitching in Reading, it's not the easiest park to pitch in, but I think we saw the stuff continue to tick up throughout the year, and we're really excited about what's to come for Mick. What about Griff? Um, it was kind of on fire at the beginning of the year, kind of cooled off a little bit. What did you see from him? Yeah, Griff obviously slowed out the gates with a little bit of an oblique. So we were kind of like kind of trying to play catch up with him from the start. We got him built up in Reading. He showed some flashes of, of the Griff McGarry that we all know. Um, I think once we got the AAA, he just the command kind of backed up on him, right? And I think we've done some – we're going to do some stuff this offseason. We're already doing it. 
And we did it last year when he was on the development list of, of remapping the arm a little bit. Some of the stuff, the way the arm works to help make him be more efficient and uh, help him, you know, command the ball a little bit better. Because we know if he does that, like he has elite stuff, right? So, so that's going to play anywhere. So it's just getting him in the strike zone more. We think we think we've found some avenues to doing that. He's working with Brian Kaplan and, and Mark Lowy, two of our pitching people, Travis Herger, um, Cesar Ramos when he was in AAA. So we've had a really strong group working with him, and we're really excited about him next year. Yeah, I mean, the stuff still pops. So obviously for, for Griff. Um, Justin Crawford, drafted him last year. Um, a lot of talk about hitting ball like, into the ground, but he hit over 300. Um, how confident are you guys – or how confident are you that you're going to be able to get him to lift the baseball, continue to uh, you know do damage in the gaps? And, and, I mean, what do you think we have here in Justin Crawford? Yeah, Justin Crawford, the first thing that comes to mind is like impact, right? Because he's a he's a freak athlete. He's a chance to be elite defender, elite base runner. So just take that right off the, off the jump and you're excited. And I think just the the, the bat-to-ball skills that he has. And like, listen, I think like Justin weighed, weighed 175 pounds uh, when, we, when he started the year. He's up to 185 now. But I think the impact's there. It's not like a quality of con- – it's not like a lack of impact type thing. The exit velocities are already in the 110s as it, for a young kid. But like you mentioned, he hits a lot of balls in the ground. So it's more quality of contact issue. And I think people, you know, it's so visible now prospects that they they want guys to be perfect the day they sign, right? So Justin Crawford, when he signs in, at 19, the player that he is now is not the player he's going to be in the big leagues at 22, 23, 24 years old, right? Like we, we're well aware of some of the things he does and, and, you know, that he hits a lot of balls in the ground. But I think for a young kid, I think we want to let him do it like naturally, right? We don't want to just get him in the system and like, hey, you got to hit home runs. You got to hit the ball in the air right away because that could stun his development and set him back. So I think we're kind of letting him grow, but we're well aware that we need to make some stuff. It's more of a point of contact thing and in some of the way his swing works. We're adjusting that. Luke Merton, our director of hitting, has been working with him all offseason. He was down at high performance camp in Clearwater for the last six weeks. So he's been there working on it. And we're we're really happy with where Justin's at and where he's going to be in the future. I think the guy you see now is not the guy you see in a couple of years. So he's a really exciting player. Yeah. I mean, he seems like the classic guy that 24 all kinds of come, kind of comes together and bang, you know, like a, a four win player just on defense and speed automatically. So it's exciting. Uh, Gabriel Ricones Jr. He's got some serious pop went off in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, future in maybe uh corner outfielder of the bigs. I mean, what do we see him from, from Rincones? Yeah, he didn't get a play his first full year. He was dealing with a shoulder issue. And you know, I think the one thing that was the most surprising thing was, was the defense and base running. This guy is, a, is an instinctual defender. I think when we drafted him, it was more, well, he's a corner, maybe play first. But it's now like pretty evident. like He's going to be a, a good corner outfielder just by the instincts. Uh, on the bases, I want to say he stole over 40 bases this year. Like didn't get caught many. So like I think there's instincts in the bases. He takes the challenges really well. I think you know, we told him early on that, you know, in his, in his scouting report, we had him as a 30 runner. So he, he chose to take the full year to prove us wrong and, hmm. and, uh, and steal some bases. But another guy that I think it's top of the scale exit velocities, he's going to have big power. I think it's, it's a quality of contact issue, again, that we're working on. I think as he learns to lift the ball more and get the ball in the air, he's going to hit a ton of home runs. And uh, we're really confident in that. And I think he, for his first full year, he went out and had a pretty good season. Now, unfortunately, this guy tore his ACL, but I was so excited about Starlin Kaba. Uh, what can you kind of tell me about him? I mean, he was kind of unknown, signed, signed a pretty decent contract um, a couple years ago. Uh, what did you see kind of year one getting him stateside? So he, he didn't tear his ACL. It was left elbow surgery. 
Oh, way off. Sorry, yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was the ACL. My bad, uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, all good. Yeah, but um, yeah, left arm, so nothing's going to hinder him long term. Just a little bit of a, a speed bump for him. He's in the States now. He's been rehabbing up until the dead period. Yeah, he's honestly, it's, it's maybe the best defender I've ever seen for a young kid. Wow. Um, it's athletic. He's bouncy. He makes a ton of contact. He can run. Obviously, he's still 17 years old, but it's a special, special defender and player and athlete. So, yeah, we're really excited to get into the States next year. Um, and honestly, our FCL team next year could be really fun to watch. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I think he's I think he's got a chance to be a stud. Uh, last quick hitter here. Who do you think performed better in the clubhouse, me or Seltzer? I mean, who looked like they belonged, <laughs> belong there? You know, this is a hard one because I feel like I don't know the right – I, I got to go with Jack, though. I think yeah, Jack, it's okay. I think, I think Jack's there. the right answer, yes. Yeah. Well, like, he was nerding out a little bit in there, yeah. but it was well deserved. I'm glad he. I'm glad, good to see him in there. Yeah, Jack. To trust me, Jack needed that a lot more than I did. So I think that was the correct answer there. I oh, think. Listen. I don't know if Jack would have recovered if we'd gone the other way. Just popped so much champagne as a, a Bloomsburg Husky. Yes, back in, never back in lost in the playoffs, right? You know, just a, two and zero in the high school playoffs, Preston. So there we go. <laughs> no thing, no, yeah, thing or two about winning. Know, yep. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for someone to develop, you know, there you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, I still have college eligibility. Around the boys a little bit more, you know, get you down to spring training a little bit. Oh my God! You don't have to tell us twice. I'm, I'll get on a plane right now and just wait till March. I'm I'll start right. walking. I'll, I'll walk. I'll walk to Clearwater. Are you kidding me? Uh, um, press and last one for us. And again, thank you so much for the time, Mike. It's it's a real thrill to have us on, as you could tell, Jack, Giddy. Um, but uh, last one, just a fun one on the way out. You know, you mentioned uh, Yogi Berra uh, in the opening when I talked about being around the game. I mean, your dad, and I know uh, Ricky Henderson a little before your time, but dad played with Ricky Henderson and Dave Winfield and obviously played for for George Steinbrenner and you know, a lot of around of stuff. Do you have any, like, fun memories or any anyone who kind of sticks out as someone who, you know, you're like, wow, I can't believe I saw George Steinbrenner at this time or that. Is there anything that kind of sticks out to you like that? I'm a Jeter guy, you know, so nice. Derek Jeter's my guy, always has been. Um, so just the way – that, uh, Jack. Jack, Jack likes uh, to rip on Jeter, and I, I, do. I, I get it. I get it. But, you know, Jeter, uh, when you're growing up watching the things he did and this like way he treated people, honestly, with me was the coolest thing. And just like, yeah, I come to spring training as like a, you know, Don Mattingly's kid. He doesn't have to treat me any kind of way. And it was like, you know, he's giving me a glove. He's giving me cleats. And then like, you know, fast forward. The one thing I always stuck with me, I was struggling in the minor leagues my first full year, and I was making a ton of errors playing shortstop. And obviously Derek had a history and made a lot of errors his first full year. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, sitting in my hotel room and and getting a call, and it was it was Derek who called me. And it was and my dad, I guess, had updated him, hey, telling him I'm making some errors, and he called and just told me like, hey, just keep working and keep grinding. And just that advice always stuck with me, and just the that he took the time to do that, right? Yeah. Like the guy that's a superstar type player and treated me the way he did. It always stuck with me, and it was really honestly to this day like this guy can do no wrong in my eyes. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that that's. That's pretty cool, man. And look, other than Jack, everyone else talks glowingly about Derek Jeter. So, and it's not personal. Jack just calls him a slap hitter, which is outrageous. <laughs> well, I appreciate Derek Jeter. <laughs> I appreciate Derek Jeter. He's a great player. Great player. But it's funny also to needle some Yankees fans. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, again, Preston, seriously, uh, I can't tell you how much uh, we appreciate the time. It has been a, a real pleasure. Uh, definitely want to have you back in the future. Maybe maybe we make a, a, a Brian Preston, Pre- Preston uh, 
you know, uh, interview happen at some point, that'd be a thrill too. But um, thank you, man. I, I can't tell you how much of a thrill it was for Jack, for me, uh, and for our audience. So thank you. Yeah, great to be on here. Obviously, it was a pleasure. And anytime we get to talk about the Phillies and our players, like I'm, I'm happy to. Sounds great, buddy. And uh, thanks again. And I'll see you in the clubhouse next year. Next year, we'll get there. Look much more professional. That's we're right. We're there as, as, as journalists, mm-hmm. and we're not rooting for mm-hmm. either team. So yes. <laughs> next year yes, in the clubhouse. that's us, <laughs> very clearly. As <laughs> I'm wearing like a Bryce Harper Simpson shirt in the clubhouse. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right.